Well, Hello. welcome, Christy. <laughs> Woo! Hey. <laughs> I had to uh, copy the link into the internet. I don't know if that's how you normally do it. So It's working, and you're on the boss cast. This is like our <laughs> third boss vlog babe style episode. Yeah. Pretty exciting, huh? Yeah, super exciting. I was told from the last episode that my notifications are a nuisance and they're heard. So I apologize in, av- in advance. Oh, oh, the um, beeping or vibrating or whatever. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I, I heard it for a minute. So I'm hoping that it doesn't get crazy on this episode. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> Christy, almost everyone knows like everything about me. And uh, I want to learn more about you. Sure. Where do you want to start? <laughs> um, well, how about you just give me an introduction a little bit and then we can poke around. Okay. So I guess I'm Chrissy. I um, right now live in Idaho and I Um, Just recently, last year, graduated with my bachelor's degree in social work. Um, I am a mother and a wife. (laughs) And um, I guess the other introduction that probably a lot of people may know now is that you and I went to school together in high school. So that's kind of a past connection that we've got so that's kind of cool that's super huge for me i'm definitely going to be talking about that actually that's a it's a huge subject for me and it's one of the reasons i want to bring you on is because you can kind of bring take me back to new mexico yeah and i talk about that school all the time i mean that school literally changed my life and people always look at me really weird when I talk about a little hippie school that I went to and that it was in a house and (laughs) they're like wait what (laughs) no down to earth is something I think we should talk about you know we're just in the beginning of this podcast but you know we're already hitting some really important things I do want to talk about which is it's down to earth was the name of this this little hippie school that Christy's talking about. What I I can I can go about and kind of start and talk about all in that school, but can I hear your story? Sure. Um. So I I guess I grew up in um southwestern Colorado in a little um a tiny little town at the base of the San Juan Mountains. Um. I mean, there was less than a thousand people living in that town when I was a child. Um, I actually uh, went to school there most of my childhood up until ninth grade uh, for me. And I, uh, I actually, we stumbled upon this school randomly because I went to go live with my cousins Um, with my aunt and my cousins in New Mexico, um, which I was really close with for all of my life. They're basically like my sisters. And uh, I was staying with them over um, Christmas break. And my my cousin, one of my cousins, uh, had actually ended up getting in trouble in high school and got kicked out and in the public school in New Mexico. So her mom, my aunt, was actually searching for a private school to put her in so that she wouldn't continue to get in trouble. I happened to be there when um, we were going to interview with the school, uh, which was down to earth, to uh, talk to them about what it was and you know, being from a public school, going to school in a public school most of my life, driving up to a house (laughs) in a residential area, basically, and that being a school was very odd. But uh, once we went in and talked to them, I just like instantly fell in love with that school and wanted to be there so bad. And I convinced my parents because my parents had been separated at the time and 
I had a very like complicated childhood with my brother who has some mental health issues and um, wanted to just get away from it, get a fresh start. And um, I wasn't doing good in school. So I kind of just, you know, begged my parents to let me stay with my aunt and my cousins and let me go to school there. And that's kind of how it started for me. Hmm. So can you give me a little rundown about so that your first like impressions, can you go through it? Maybe let's, let's define, I'm, I kind of want to paint a good picture of down to earth. Cause I, I can talk about that school till I'm blue in the face. I think it's one of the most amazing liberating things that happened to me as <clears throat> a human being. And it's weird because I'm a Canadian, but, uh, but down to earth was so unique, right. And such a huge deal in my life. So I just want to know more about it because I can go on about, I'll probably go on about down to earth more and more. But I want to yeah. hear what, what it happened. Like you walked in with, it was your cousin was Brittany, right? Yeah, my cousin Brittany, yeah. I'm not going to ask what, what happened in the public school system to Brittany. <laughs> oh, she <Yeah>. just, <clears throat> it was just little things. She was um, just getting into trouble and ditching school and stuff, I think. so. Was, was it uh, Silver City? Because also Down to Earth was in a, the city called Silver City in New Mexico, which is this tiny little town, which has a university, uh, mm-hmm. the University of Western New Mexico. And it's just a tiny little town. It's actually where Billy the Kid, like supposedly yeah. was, was killed, right? Um, something like that. Yeah, they had like a, they had a little cabin there um, that he supposedly lived in. That was a historical uh, little monument there also. Anything else you can give me about Silver City? You might know it like, you know, it's been so long and you got to live there after I left. So bring, yeah. like, help me remember New Mexico and help me remember Silver City better so I could just dive in deeper. Oh, gosh. You know, <clears throat> um, I don't, I can, I don't know that I know a ton about the history of Silver City, um, but I guess what I can say is that it's, you know, in the, it's in the southern, um, south, uh, western part of New Mexico, kind of, and you know, it's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of mountain ranges. There's a lot of, um, you know, flatter grounds. There, the town was, um, you know, I. This is gonna sound so bad, but every time I think about that area, I think of how close we really were to Mexico and how many, you know, um, Spanish, Mexican, Hispanic, um, how much there was a Hispanic culture there. I mean, it was so strong there. Um, and that really resonated, resonates with me a lot when I think about that area, just because it, it, there's just such a strong culture there with that, which, um, you know, I enjoyed any, you know, living anywhere, really just getting to experience the different places and how people live and stuff. I later, a little bit later in my high school career and after didn't have such a great time in New Mexico in Silver City because I, you know, was finding, I was becoming more aware, I guess, of a lot of the drug problems and, um, alcohol problems and stuff that were really running the town a lot. And I just kind of decided this isn't the place for me. I don't want to come back here and get stuck in, uh, the wrong place in my life, but I would, I would do it all over again. Um, going to high school because, you know, mainly because of down to earth changed my life for so many reasons, But uh, the area, we didn't actually live in Silver City. We lived in a town about 15 minutes away in a little town called Hurley. Brittany and her sister um, went to school in Bayard at a um, public school called Cobre High School. Um, And then, you know, we, we all ended up going to school at Down to Earth. So 
which was a very, very different change from anything probably anybody could ever imagine. I mean, I, I don't think anybody could actually understand what kind of school it was um, because I've never seen anything like that school before ever again. So I guess because we can go in deeper about the way it was. There was there was a principal named Bill and his wife, Linda, and they had a mm-hmm. da- daughter named Emily. And the daughter yeah. was a teacher. Bill and Linda kind of like sat at the front of the house. The house was a, one of the oldest houses in Silver City. And it was, a, yeah. it was the mayor's house from what I recall. Oh, I don't even know. I don't even remember that. And it had a big plot of land. It had a pretty decent plot of land. And the school had about yeah. 30 kids from kindergarten to grade 12. Mm-hmm. Right? And it was divided by older kids, middle kids, and younger kids. <laughs> That's how the groups were. Do you, I don't know if you remember that. You were in the older kid gr- kids group at the I time. The, I, I was, was in the, the middle kids in the group. Class. I was the oldest student, and, <laughs> and I showed up there from – did you guys ever hear about Agape in Silver City, that school? Yeah, yeah. So I went to Agape originally, and I had come from, from Edmonton, and I showed up to Agape to, – oh, I showed up to Silver City High School, which told me I was going to be a junior, and I was 19, and I was like – I think they were trying, trying to tell me I was going to go to school with, with 16-year-olds. And I was like, well, that's yeah. not it. And I was I – was, I mean, I'm, I was a rebel, but I wasn't an idiot, so I didn't have to go back to grade 10. And then I went to Agape mm-hmm. thinking that's when I own, my only choice. And Agape was like a hardcore fundamentalist Christian school. And yes. To- did, you, did you ever like, did you go there to check that school out? Um, no, we never went there just because my uh, family isn't very, like religious in that sense. So that was never really an option. I went there because I went there to check it out. And I actually went there for a month. And it ended up like being so painful. Like he was teaching, it was one professor, right? And he taught about how there is no, there's no dinosaurs. Uh, he was totally fundamentalist Christian. There was, it was oh, wow. really unique actually. And, and then, yeah, I showed up to down to earth and it was actually because I kind of relapsed into some of my old style of living when I was in mm-hmm. Agape for some reason, I just wasn't, I was so repressed kind of that I decided to do stupid things again. And I think my mom, for some whatever reason, opened up the world that you can maybe go to a different school. And I went to mm-hmm. that. I went to down to earth where Emily and Shannon in, like interviewed me, they showed up and they asked like, what, what's your dream? And I was like, I want to be a rock star. And they're like, where the fuck is your guitar? And that, <laughs> that changed my life. And like you're saying what you're saying. I don't think we can highlight how unique that school was. And how important it was to so many people's lives. Because so many kind of like misfits showed up there. You know what I mean? And I don't mean to call misfits, but I mean people like myself. Some guy who was going to be a junior, no choice. and Or somebody whose mom was sick with cancer. And and he had to move there also from Colorado, I remember. and Or Lucien, I'm not sure if you remember Lucien. Oh yeah, I still talk to him. There you go. Lucien was, you know, he's a character. And, you know, Shabbat and Shimona, come on. And I'm not sure if you know what happened to Shabbat and Shimona. Um, I know what happened. Um, I know what happened to Shimona. I don't know that something happened to Shimona. Well, not like Shabbat, that she became a mom. But yeah, there was a sad story about Shimona oh. because I like had the biggest crush on Shimona. So, oh, she was like my best friend when when the accident happened with her. I mean, she was young. She was, I think, she just barely was twenty one or twenty two, maybe. So I don't, I don't um, know what happened to Sh- Shimona. I'm not sure if we talk about that kind of stuff in public, but. Uh, yeah, you know, it was a small school, so everyone knew each other, and all of us were unique, yeah. unique characters, right? Yeah, and it really—if I could describe this school to anybody in the shortest kind of explanation possible, I would say that it was the school that um, for the people who felt like they didn't have a place to belong. Um that was where they could belong no matter who you were. Cause like you said, there was such a variety of people there. Um, it, it was just, it was a place where no matter who you were, you could belong and you would be accepted and encouraged to follow whatever, you know, dream you had, whatever goals you had. Um, and they really just, uh, focused individually on you and your 
strengths and really like highlighted them. Can you tell them what my nickname was? Yeah, your nickname was Canada. <laughs> I love that, by the way, because growing up, I lived around the world a bunch of places, and I've like, I was never accepted as widely in my life as I was in New Mexico, but I've also been accepted whenever I move around. And whenever I come back to Canada, into my hometown, it's one of the most like demoralizing things because I come back like usually just so high on life and so high on my possibility. And I come back to Alberta Mm -hmm. and I come back to Edmonton. It's one of the reasons you might hear me in my videos kind of be harping on this area because this, where I'm from doesn't support people. It's not like a down to earth, it's the opposite. Yeah. And so that's why you might hear that. And, and, and you giggling and calling me Canada, like, oh, my God, I lived by Canada. I felt that. And I continue to feel that it's something I get to keep forever because it was real because everything in, in New Mexico was real. Yeah. And I think we even sat down with you and the other two Jakes at the school. Like everybody sat down. And we're like, OK, what are we going to call you guys? Because we can't just call all of you Jake or Jacob because that's all all three of you have the exact same name. So what is, what are we going to go by? I I actually (laughs) forgot about that. You're 100% correct. There were three other Jacobs. There were three of Jacobs in in a school of 30 kids. There was three Jacobs. So Jacobs were obviously like weird people out there because all of them were, we were all very different. Oh, very different. All three of you were completely different people. (laughs) Go, sip, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I I wonder how he's doing. I actually have, he, he, he's stuck in my mind and Jake Harris like he became a mm-hmm. huge part of my New Mexico experience. I still, I like his laugh. I, I adopted his laugh, like, like it or not. I adopted the Jake Harris laugh. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah. The- oh yeah. I mean, he's a unique person in himself and he was, you know, for a very small school, there wasn't a, a lot of like popularity type clicks and stuff like that. That's not how this school was. However, Jacob Harris was very well liked by everybody. Jacob Harris. <laughs> he was a charmer. Yeah, well, not only was he a charmer, he, he was like your blonde hair, just babe. Like, like you think back when Jacob, yeah. he was 17 and just ripped. So, of course, like, yeah, all the girls like Jacob Harris because he was just a perfect specimen and a yeah. beautiful smile, all that. I remember he was also a really nice person. You're right. Yeah, like he, he was he, really he, nice. He introduced me to so many people inside of Silver City. And not in a negative way, in a really positive way. And he also took me to to uh, to Phoenix and to Arizona, like a bunch of times to go like work with his brother. And he gave me so many different perspectives. He also mm-hmm. Jake Harris. Like I don't know if we should if we should, a lot of say people's names, but oh well. Um, it's all positive. <laughs> he, he was super strong. <laughs> and for example, he like he told he like showed me how to use strength. I know that sounds so weird, but I remember we were fixing the half pipe. And he like was like he just mm-hmm. went like Hulk on it, and I was like, you could do that, you could do that. And he showed me that. He also showed me how to speed. Like we were in the car, and one day he was just like, check this yeah. out, and we went 160 kilometers an hour. Like it was as fast as the car could go. And uh, oh my, yeah, gosh. yeah, that was Jake Harris. It was on the way to Tyrone, and woo, it was so fun. <laughs> That's so funny. That that I have so many stories from that school, and <clears throat> um. Like you said, the cool thing about the school is that it was in a house. So it was like the living room was like the main area that had a classroom um, part of the time. And then, you know, another bedroom was the another classroom. The kitchen Mm -hmm. was, you know, cooking class. And um we had, you know, garden stuff. They had a construction class at one point. Um, we would get out of class early to play volleyball in the front yard uh, because Linda loved volleyball. <clears throat> so, I mean, it was just, and we went on camping trips. Uh, did you go on any camping trips when you we, were there? We drove the, yeah. the big green bus. They had two buses, yeah. a little green bus and a big green bus. Did you know that I got to come back the year after I graduated to teach the young kids, to, to teach the small class gym? I was a gym teacher. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm not, you were still there or no? Um, well, actually, no, because I, uh, 
No, I wasn't there because that year that you had come back, I actually went back to Colorado because my aunt and cousins, um, my my uncle had gotten a job in South Carolina. And so they all picked up and moved to South Carolina. I went back to stay with my mom in Colorado and went to school there. And then I came back to down to earth for my senior year. Who did you live with? Um for my senior year. Oh, um, they actually came back. So the job ended and they came back to New Mexico and, um, we all went back to school there. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And I like the fact that you kind of explained that it's a house. So there was couches, there wasn't desks. I think one class had desks, but there was couches. The little kids had it in the sunroom that that's where they were really bright room. And then the middle kids Mm -hmm. kind of in that middle room. And, uh, the older kids had like, I know I had couches. I had couches in my classroom and right next to the kitchen. So people would be coming into the kitchen and the classes. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. What a great, I'm, I'm appreciating going through down to earth in my mind. And I don't know if we're painting the, it's a very amazing school. I think all there should be more schools like that in reality. Oh yeah. And we even had, it was very, uh, uh, like, um, practicing or learning about life skills also, which was just so important for me personally. I have a very like invested personal interest in that part of the school because, you know, they taught us so many different real life skills and, you know, helping work with them. I worked with one of the teachers uh, uh, remodeling and re- uh, renovating one of her uh, a part like duplex houses that she bought. She taught us how to, you know, stain the concrete floors and pull out carpets and paint. And I mean, she taught us, they taught us so many things. It was, it was legit. Like, yeah, I, I was thinking right away. Like, I don't know which teacher taught you that. I didn't have that. I mean, someone was remodeling. I could see us going in and helping out at down to earth and yeah. real life stuff. Like, uh, like the camping trips. And so the camping trips were cool because I'd never been camping and they took us out camping a few times, man, I can remember so clearly. It's like a movie. That school was like a movie. I'm sure so many kids' lives are like a movie. Yeah. And uh, my class was, I had, I had like, I think I had tw- up to 12 kids sometimes. And it was like, sometimes they give like you like a four-year-old. I had a four-year-old and, and like up to like a 12-year-old. And it was like such a diverse set of like demographic of youth and uh and I was going to university for psychology so I was like all right and and like you know how do you how do you do gym make it fair <laughs> and like actually be yeah. competitive because you want I, I was a competitive one and I actually I remember the like I remember uh taking them to the track at the top of the hill there's like a track and and, and yeah. like they no one ever did that with us I don't think and timed us, but these, I like got them to time their 200 meter and stuff like that. And 100 meter dash. And wow, that was super good for me. Cause yeah, I can keep, cause New Mexico was yeah. such a crazy place. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's a, it's actually a really good place as long as you don't get mixed up with the wrong people. It, it, just like any we should town, go to, we should talk you about know, that. I don't know. We should talk about the badness because I ended up graduating while in down to earth. I was a good kid. Like I was a good yeah. kid. I, I finished, I was 19 and I, uh, it was good. I, I was learning a skateboard and then I went to university there. Mm-hmm. So like as soon as I, because when Bill and Linda gave me the job, I had enough money to pay rent. So yeah. I had, I could like rent a room in this trailer. It was a trailer, like it was a house of trailers. I'm not sure if you know, but you know, in silver, they had like, like if you go deep into the boonies of silver, like it, it was, a, it was an, it was like a really hardcore trailer that had other trailers attached into it. I guess it, it was living off grid kind of, I think we had a septic tank and gas. Huh. Holy yeah. It was kind of probably living off grid. I lived in a shed. It was more or less the shed. We put a bed in it and it was clean. <laughs> and and on it, that's where I became like, I got to start experience that it was the first time on my own and I got to experience like, well, I don't even know how to say it. Like some big things. I might say them in my life. I don't know if I should talk about what happened in that house in my podcast. 
I guess we, but we have to... <laughs> I know there's a lot of things that I won't talk about in this podcast or probably like in to anybody unless it's like a personal conversation I I just know that like I that I saw a lot more things happening than I actually was involved in so I was always a good kid like for the most part I almost never got in trouble like I never ever did drugs I never got involved with you know anything bad um but I knew a lot of people and I was with people sometimes who were involved in things that were very so, questionable. So New Mexico, New Mexico is close to the, the Mexican border and they had a lot of like what they called Mexican ditch weed. That was definitely a thing. And there yeah. was, so weed is something that showed up in like, I mean, in Canada, weed's legal now. It wasn't then anywhere. And we weren't, but it was in New Mexico. We like, we had people in our school, who were named after like sativa and indica <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like yeah and poppy uh, all sorts of <laughs> uh, all sorts of like and it, very hippie and so marijuana wasn't a but uh silver had like a chemical there was i'm, I'm guessing since it's so close to the mexican border I'm, I'm assuming and i never did things like cocaine and stuff but they definitely there was meth yeah. there's also meth problems in oh yeah really strong I mean, a really high presence of meth in that area. And I'm like throwing it into the mix for the podcast because, you know, New Mexico was the land of enchantment. Being so close to the Mexican border and and living in the mountains, there was like a really cool ecosystem. So the place was literally paradise. Like uh, it was warm. Yeah. All four seasons. Like it might have even snowed once or twice in a year, you know, and little snow, like baby snow, not not Colorado. snow, I don't think. Yeah, just like dusting so there was on the mountains, ground. And then there was like a rainforest because the Gila forest, and it was like every, it had a tropical rainforest, like at, to that extent. It had mm-hmm. a very unique and one of the only places in the world with such a diverse um, ecosystem. But, you know, and then like, yeah, there was also like very few opportunities for local people. There was a lot of like, I'm guessing illegal immigration. So a lot of like things were behind closed doors. Uh, yeah. You know, and, indigenous people too actually and i didn't get enough because i think there's a lot of indigenous people there but and i was introduced to some but i wish i had been exposed to more and i think if i was exposed to indigenous culture in new mexico i often mixed it with the hispanic culture because it was so like yeah so difficult for me to understand the cultural nuances there yeah and the differences i mean there was there's such a strong, uh, but there's also a very strong um, white culture, I guess you could say. I don't know how to say it for it, you know, how it's what the PC term for that is. But um, if any, like driving 30 minutes in any direction, you have different kind of, you know, 30 minutes this way, you've got a hippie uh resort Mimbrez, Mimbrez, basically right? where hot springs, yeah hot springs yeah hippies, so you like hardcore yes Kanye. exactly like nude hot springs and then 30 minutes this way it's su- really strong hispanic culture 30 minutes the other way you have ranches and cowboys and you know so it, in every direction there's like you just you drive 30 minutes to an hour in any direction and it's like you're living in a completely different world <laughs> well look how lucky we are to like so i because i'm canadian and i could live i live close to the rocky mountains i remember driving to new mexico i drove there twice from here and i'm just thinking i'm glad that you know you as an american because you're american uh we're like two, mm-hmm. we're different actually now that we, we kind of come together i'm like oh my god she's in america i don't know if i have very many american people on the law on the lives but and then you actually recognizing how amazing that school was too that it isn't prevalent in society that this school Bill and Linda, and it was its own little commune, right? Because the people there were, yeah, yeah. God bless, and and thank God that uh, Silver City, like they let down to earth, like that the university accepted it as a school that I could actually join the university. Yes. So, and then so you didn't stay there for university, hey? No. So I didn't. Um, <clears throat> I didn't go to college after high school so a little thing about me is you had talked about before like if anybody's 
been in the lives, if anybody's listening to this, you always say, Christy was always really shy. She doesn't seem like that so much now, but she was, she always seemed really shy. So I was, I was extremely shy. I had severe anxiety issues um, to the point where, you know, in fourth grade, I couldn't even do show and tell, like I couldn't speak to people. I was terrified of people. Part of that is, um, you know, sorry if my mom ever hears this, but part of that was growing up as a child. Um, you know, I, I had a very violent brother childhood and, um, I was very introverted and reserved and very careful of, you know, if I did say something, it was very calculated. So, um, down to earth is who, uh, all the teachers there in that school, why it's so important to me in my life is because it literally, it opened me up and gave me a safe place to start learning about myself and becoming, who I am now. Um, and by accepting who I was giving me a safe place to open up and express myself without, you know, being afraid of anything really. So I was very quiet in high school. I, over the years became more open and, um, you know, outgoing and talking to people and stuff. But, um, before that school, I did not speak much. So um, I did, you know, in my small group of people that I was close with. um, But outside of that, it was very difficult for me. So that school literally changed my life in every aspect, gave me the place where I could learn to be okay with being me, essentially. And so, um, but I got pregnant with my son um, a year after graduating high school. And so I um, ended up moving to Wyoming um, with his dad. Um, That's where his family was and, you know, started raising my son. So um, I didn't start college until I was 28 years old. What year was your son born? <laughs> um, 2006. So look, like we both had our children the same year. Yeah. I was just 19. <laughs> and I, I as, as mature as I like really 16, thought I was. Like three years apart, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay, so I'll be 35 next month oh, and you Lord. are 38. This year. Yeah. 39? This year no, or right now? now. Oh, okay. So yeah, we're just, we're almost three years apart. A little older than that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. That's cool as hell. Actually. I'm loving all of this. You had your kid at the same time. Oh, what what was making what you just inspired me to start thinking about it because so like, this is the boss cast. I'm doing these boss vlogs and I'm going to use, I'm using this podcast right now because I think who's listening to it is the boss babes. And so that's who's listening. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I'm lucky that, that, that I at least have, you know, you to share this into that group, hopefully. And uh, we're going to, yeah. I'm going to use that. But you know what, when I'm hearing the way we both remember down to earth, the school, it's pretty inspiring, actually. As like yeah. a model. When, so when I think about what it is that I'm doing, like, what it is, what is this boss thing? Like, I don't know, I'm building it as I go. And it's, we're learning See, I'm not sure. I think we're learning that I'm, I'm a reactive human being. You see, you guys see me yelling on the lives, but I'm noticing, sure. I'm noticing that there's also this like really hardcore chill space, which reminds me of, I think it's, it's it is kind of a down to earth world. Like I want to live there. I want to mm-hmm. live there. If I could right now, if I could like take all the money I have in the world and all this spot and just like have a place in New Mexico and find a way to like make a small eke out a living in New Mexico, I would. And if I could take my kid to a down to earth, I would fucking sell everything to do that. Oh, I talk to my husband about that all the time. Him, I always tell him if I ever found a school like that, the kids would be out of school um, 
that day and I would be enrolling them, I don't even care how much it costs. Like I'll figure out a way to pay for it because that's like everybody needs that school in their life because it will live with you forever. And even now when I start, like you were just talking about it being inspiring. Like when I start questioning, like, what am I doing? Where am I going with this? I jump back into the headspace of what would Linda tell me? Or what would Shannon tell me? Or, you know, what, if I were to have a conversation with these teachers, what would they tell me to do? And they would be telling me most likely to stop worrying about all the little things. If you want to do something, do it go for it. Who cares if you fail? If you fail, you're just going to learn from it. Just do it. Do whatever you want and you'll figure it out. You know, I mean, I got lucky enough to get to be a teacher there. So I feel like you just kind of gave me goosebumps. I totally got goosebumps just listening. And and the more, the more we're talking about this, <laughs> the more I would be like boss babes. And I'm telling you, talk, talking to you about it too, because I think both of us, we need to start like projecting this energy out there to be like, where is the down to earth? Where is that? And I, one thing we haven't yeah. mentioned is, is, you know what happened to Down Earth? Um, well, yeah, they shut it down because Linda passed away um, from cancer. So Right. So it was completely shut down. Was she was, didn't they try to keep it going? They did keep it going for a little while. But um, I think uh, because, I mean, it's crazy for other people people to hear this probably and say like oh like one person changed that whole place but I if you ever met somebody like Linda you would understand what a strong strong force she was as a person and everything like she was so important to everybody and she literally would give you the clothes off of her back and every all the food in her house to if you were hungry and you were cold like she would do everything for everybody and so I think people started to move on a little bit in their life they were doing other projects they were working on other things and uh, without her there I think people kind of lost a little bit of this you know like everybody was moving on and they weren't able to keep it going anymore well, I mean, I feel like this is like a little ember still glowing. And I bet you there's a lot of little embers still glowing, just like us with like down to earth in our hearts. And the, it's a new world. Oh, yeah. Like right now, I'm totally, you know, you're a social worker. You know the importance of it. I'm an entrepreneur photographer. Uh, I'm sure like I, I would love I was friends with Shabbat, but she ditched me. She ditched me off the Facebook. She had twins. She was always fancy pants. Yeah. Oh, Shabbat, Shabbat and I, because we, <laughs> we were closer to age, right? And she was, she was so smart. Yeah. I remember. Damn, she was smart. She was really smart. And uh, <laughs> so many unique things. Oh, we need, this is an ember. This is like inspiring me so hardcore right now. Like when I'm, what I'm looking for when I'm doing the boss vlog, anything, I'm looking for a foundation. I'm looking, because I'm repeating the same stuff over again. And, and as I, I learn. It's just because it's these long times of more or less the same song over and over again. And I think I got to start singing about down to earth and what that was and that, how we need more. Like both of us just said we'd drop everything and take our kids to it if we could. My kid needs oh, it down yeah. to earth. And I wish he would listen to this podcast. I don't think he will. My kid needs down to earth more than I did, man. You know, since they're there doesn't even have to be a physical place, right? Like this is what I've learned over the years is um, I've had, I've had a really hard time, like as a, as a child and adolescent, um, a teenager and a young adult in my early twenties of um, being a people pleaser, like, you know, in the sense of like, I was not really able to stand up for myself. I wasn't able to know really like who I was and do what I wanted to do. And over the last 10 years, I have gotten into um, the mindset of what that school was built on. 
you know, the foundations that that school is built on. So I can't take my kids to that school. They can't learn from those same teachers I learned from or have the experience and the atmosphere and um, all of the learning, uh, personal learning, individual learning that I gained from it. So I just try every day in my life to bring that mindset to them. I can't bring them there. So I try to bring it to them. And uh, that's kind of how I live my life now. In a way, um, I just kind of don't settle for anything, even if I'm taking a risk. And, um, you know, I just, I think I try to just bring all of that foundation that I built from being at that school. And I just bring it into my life. Me too. Me 100%. I actually... I love that you're like, see, you're like, you're like giving down to earth, like this big, huge amount of credit, but you're right. Like I, I would have never been a skateboarder, which was a defining thing in my life. I would have never uh, played the guitar the way I do if it wasn't for down to earth. And I, and that's, and it's coming back now, by the way. So what you're talking about, I'm finding a lot of us find later in life. So, you know, like I'm meeting a lot of women and they're like 35. That's when they start being like, yeah, no, I, it's all me. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But I didn't always have that. I'm a people pleaser too. You know, in the Canada aspect and this down to earth. Well, what are we going to do? Like, that's what I'm, I'm going to use this podcast for. It's a boss cast needs to build the school. Like, and when I talk about like this great place, I'm like, yeah. that's down to earth. Down to earth. Like, I, I remember when Juniper yeah. brought us to her house because we were doing the bake sale in Mimbrez at the hippie commune. And uh, <laughs> I don't think you were there, but Shabbat and Shimona snuck I Caleb and I out to go skinny dipping. And I was like, I went skinny dipping, scared shitless, by the way. And I'm not scared anymore, but oh my God. I Never was, done that. Well. I went to Hot Springs. I went skinny dipping uh, in high school. And it, we listened to Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, Jesus. We have to re- I got to reconnect with Shabbat, even though she's going to probably fight it. But the boss logs, like, see, look yeah. in the boss logs is let me do that. And Canada, that kid. The reason I'm boss logging so hard is because literally I got to be Canada and in America and have like uh, surrounded by people who were like, when people thought of Canada, they thought of me. And in Canada is supposed to be this amazing, great place. In my mind, like, like the, the, the reason I had the identity, at least about Canada in Canada is not living up to my standards of Canada. And that's why I bitch about it, by the way. And that's why I did the boss vlogs that way. Yeah. And, and I think about what, what's my solutions to the problems? Well, it's down to earth. Down to yeah. earth is like, and even if it's not a physical place, it can be a, a mental place. This, so, Christy, so you're a social you know? worker. Why don't you go in a little bit and help me build down to earth with the systematic styles so that we can actually maybe do this, especially if it doesn't have to be a physical place. Because I think you feel the same way. I'm not sure. Maybe oh. it's our destiny to do this. Yeah. Or something. Maybe. I mean, I'm – I okay, so I I've avoided getting my – um, actual licensing. So I graduated with my bachelor's degree, but I've avoided getting my licensing because I've really, I've taken a little bit of time off from school and, um, everything kind of for the last like six months because, uh, life has been just insanely crazy for the last, you know, five, five and a half, six years. And, I needed to some time to reflect and really like figure out what I'm doing, where I'm going with it, because um, the the reason I got my social work degree in the first place is because I can go anywhere with it. You know, it, it's not <clears throat> just, um, you know, health and welfare department taking kids away, the stigma around taking kids away from people, blah, blah, blah. Um it can be anything. It can be in the on the political side of thing. It can be a macro uh, a career that you make out of it or working individually with communities. And so I kind of just have taken a lot of time to reflect on that. And the one thing I'll say that um, I, I was excited that you showed up on my for you page, first of all, because I was like, whoa, this is so crazy. Like, I know this guy, this is cool. <laughs> and <clears throat> don't really know much about TikTok. I have a, I have a little bit of a hard time with TikTok because there's so much negativity. And um, I really focus a lot of my energy 
<clears throat> on pushing the negativity away from me and my life. So TikTok is a little more difficult for me to uh, really dive into. But um, so you can imagine how I feel when I watch your lives sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, wow, he really needs to learn how to respond instead of react. Like he is, he's getting really heated right now. What's going on? <laughs> so um, sometimes I, but I understand, you know, um, I understand where you're coming from. And there's this passion that's kind of fueling how you're speaking and stuff. So <clears throat> anyways, the one thing that you did for me is I've been looking for um, a place kind of um, where I can do what I want to do, which is, you know, helping other people and kind of changing systems Um and uh, I have a specific interest in, you know, the criminal justice system and mass incarceration, prisons, stuff like this. And I have some, you know, personal reasons for that. But also, it's just so bad, you know. And so I've been looking for kind of searching, you know, am I going to work for somebody? Am I going to work in a prison? Am I going to work in politics? Am I going to do this or that? And um, I kind of like I've been working on this for a while now. And it kind of just came to me, you know, with this podcasting thing that you're doing. And I'm like, I need a space where people can't control what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean by that? Like TikTok people, there's a lot of negativity that you can get your videos taken down. People control what is seen and what is not seen a lot of times. And um, with you talking about podcasting, it was kind of like a light bulb in my mind uh, that just brightened so fast. And I'm like, oh, I could do something with this and actually build my passion through something like this and that could actually work because I would have full control over it and I could involve you know other people or the political side of thing healthcare whatever anywhere I want to take it but I would be able to have control over that and that's kind of the most important thing for me is that somebody isn't going to bring me down because of their opinions does that make sense? Uh, what do you? Th I'm boss cast in here. Like, I it completely resonates with me, and it's why I boss cast. I, I'm, and I love the fact that you poked at my like freakouts on the. And it's weird because what happens when you start freaking out? <laughs> everyone starts getting involved. They're like, "Let's get in there," and that's the part about the energy that comes with. So, you know, because so I, I guess I totally agree with what you're saying. I want I want to acknowledge that you are definitely on the right path. And when I hear you saying things like that, I'm, I've been an entrepreneur working on my own since I was, since I was a cab driver. Like I'm more or less, yeah. before I was in down to earth, I had already worked <clears throat> at Ikea and been one of the best employees in the, in the whole place. And I learned then that I was like, Oh, there's mm -hmm. these corporate people will just use me up. I, I learned when I was young, cause I was very good. They awarded me. I was, if I was to work for others, I'd be highly awarded. I'm sure. But I can't work for others because they use you when you're good. And so when I hear what you're offering yeah. and you're like, and so you're coming into the world and you're like mature and you're, you got it and you got this degree. I like that you're thinking about the fact that, that you can do whatever you want. And you're right. I have an English degree. I remember going to school for my English degree after I had written a blog. So and, and my teacher was like, I don't know what English is yeah. for anymore. Teaching or uh, politics. And like, I was like, I'm a blogger. It's, it's, it's like, and, and because of my English degree, I really understood why my blog was so powerful for me and for others. I was like, oh, I got yeah. it. I started to understand stand fine art. It's, a, it's an arts degree when you learn about English literature. And so it's similar sure. degree, I guess. You can do anything you want. Because at the end of the day, I, be, I was a, during my university time, I started to take photographs of everything. And I worked at my, my, my company and my reputation. I used my student loans to build up a, a company. Like I built, I bought my, I bought my stuff. And yeah. while I was going to class and I was also a dad, I was working in nightclubs. And so nightclubs, and as that was the rise of social media, I began publishing 
photographs online and nobody else was doing that. Everyone was like, what are you going to do, billboards? I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to use Facebook. And this is right before Facebook too, by the way. Yeah. The, the blog was before Facebook. Yeah. And so when I hear you saying like, oh, I can dip, I got lucky. I got to dip into that early on because I was a cabbie and I wrote a story about it. And I realized my life isn't about making the money in the cab. My life is going to be about the stories I can tell about it. And so when I yeah. hear you, your degree, and you're like, you really want to be able to reflect your success. And so I encourage you to pursue that. And I think when I, so I'm like, I'm in that same world right now doing what you're talking about. And it, and it, because that light bulb you're talking about is the dream. And then, so the dream, yeah. but it's not like as the, when you illuminate the room, you know, the dream becomes so many choices and you're like, oh my God, what is this? And then as you start making the choices, things, you know, you start moving ahead and you start moving and the room changes all the time. And especially when you're following the light bulb, okay? When you're following where the light bulb is taking you and you kind of fall into the easiest route, you fall into the route, which is like of least resistance, right? Because you're like, I don't want to go in the negativity. I'm going to go in the love. Mm -hmm. And then, and then while you're doing it, you realize you, you make a controversial video. This is the weird thing about social media. You make a controversial video and everyone reacts to it and you grow. So you're like, oh, but usually the controversy comes from you actually standing on your own two feet and being like, this is my opinion. I don't care what you fucking think. And so yeah. negativity comes with that. But then the strength comes when you be able to handle the negativity because you're pursuing it's your light bulb. You're like, I know the room. These other people are yelling at the dark. And you're like, I can see. Yeah. And I think there I think there's still a space for that because I'm open to that. Um, and it's not just that I'm, you know, closing my mind off to the controversy or the negativity from that or the, uh, the opposition for that. Um, I just want, I want to, um, be able to harness it in a different type of environment. Um, and, uh, an environment maybe I'm more comfortable with, but that I can also remove, or put myself in uncomfortable situations at the same time, because, um, this is the, this project that I'm working on, you know, it's like, I can see it so far into the future that it's overwhelming to me because I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have so many, so many things to do before I can get to this spot and this spot and this spot. But, um, I think eventually it's not just going to be something smaller in a controlled environment where I feel comfortable. It's going to progress into something more, but I can't, I can't do that personally. I, me as a person, I can't do that until I build some strong foundation for myself, if that makes okay. sense. Okay. Well, of course it makes, I, I, I keep, I keep having to acknowledge what you're talking about and then kind of jumping into my own reflection. And so imagine building the boss vlogs. And then, and then, and then realizing mm -hmm. that maybe I'm not here to just yell at Albertans. I'm actually talking to a bunch of women and then creating a space where I'm like, oh my God, the, the, the way I could be most successful is if I just encourage them to join a room that where I have no, no say. Yeah. I mean, and look at what came from that, right? You, and you didn't start with TikTok, right? You started with blogging right. oh, yeah, and yeah. blogging and videos and YouTube and stuff like this. And then, and now you're on TikTok. TikTok can be a very like poisonous environment for somebody if that's the only outlet they have. Um, but you have this strong foundation. And even though you, you know, get really fired up in your lives and you really, you know, piss some people off, um, so even in all of that, somehow, um, some people were able to come together and create something that is going to be so, so huge. I mean, it's going to be so important to so many other people. And like you said, you are not <clears throat> directly involved in that. You are, you know, how they, what they're saying is you are the catalyst to that. And that's, but that's so important. Like, right? That's exactly, you can't do that unless you have already built a strong foundation within yourself and within the platforms you've already been using because you've been able to recognize, hey, there's these people that really need to connect with each other. I'm going to encourage them to create a space for themselves. And then they have done that and gone above and beyond. 
And I mean, I know you don't, I don't think you see the Facebook page, do you? Yeah. So, I mean, if you could see what's the stuff, I mean, people are active every day and sometimes it's just quotes. Sometimes it's life stories. Sometimes it's um, pictures or videos or just like, you know, uh, an experience someone had that day or something exciting to them. But it's like the amount of women that are coming together and saying, like, you go, girl. Good job. Like, you're amazing. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You got this. I mean, it's insane that I've never seen anything so, like it. A lot of it has come because you know how when your light bulb turned on, you can see so far ahead in the future. And then you try to control the room. Yeah. It's weird like that because you want to get to this directive. And so throughout, because I've, I guess I began when I started my company. And I, I guess I would say I began when I started writing the blog. And one of my main, one of the saddest things about when I look back, and it's not sad, it's a motivator for what we're talking about, is that I started writing the blog and then I quit. Mm-hmm. And I started something and the blog was so important, but I quit the blog to start my company, for example. And I, th- I often look back and I was like, man, yeah. that blog resonated with so many people. But you know what happened is I stopped driving a taxi. So the blog changed and I didn't know how to make that transition. And so many times these are the kind of things that yeah. are like forcing us to skip and skedaddle and not do the best because we don't. So that foundation that you're, you're talking about and hopefully the boss vlog babes will help you as well. Build a really strong foundation. I feel like women can do this, especially with their light bulbs, with their dreams is, is hold on because sure. so the boss vlog babes is so new that it's still in my mind okay as a guy who's not even seeing what's in it and the reason that you still will hear me yelling at these women i'm like join this fucking group because i think it's it's like a motor right and it, it's we're still we're at this it's like a pull start motor and we need to keep that engine running and so people need to keep sharing because and i, I just want people to i want it to for sure succeed i want to pump in as many women so that it just like so that it it's an engine on its own and then it just grows on its own. Cause that's what will happen when it starts to work, by the way, that's how the internet works. That's how TikTok. it's like a viral video. And so I think it can go viral. Yeah, of course. I would like it to go viral because I would like to have that association with something that I'm not in control of. That's actually going to help the world. And then just so that my last little bit yeah. is because it's like, I don't know what your dream is and what you're building, but we talked about this, this down to earth and like, how the hell are we going to get to down mm-hmm. to earth, man? That is that, that that was a revelation during this podcast and, and there's a reason I'm talking to you. And so down to earth is really a big deal. And I think the boss vlog babes would love down to earth. I, we need to get some down to earthers in maybe the boss. Well, maybe not that. I'm not sure they have their own page there. I mean, we can go talk to people, talk to Shannon might join the boss vlog babes because she could. But I mean, I now feel like whatever you you're, when I see my the horizon that you're talking about when you see you so far in, in the future, that's like. It's like you're on top of the mountain and you're like, oh, yeah. there's still all these places. And there's still so many places you could go and you can't go everywhere. But uh, I would love to have a real, in that horizon, I can see it down to earth. Again, a bigger one that will never go away. Uh, just like a, a, a girls group that can do, can affect politics. And, and the core, and the core of what I'm trying to get yeah. to is like, don't stop making things. Don't make the podcast and don't be afraid yeah. to publish just because you might get hate. Don't let it hold you back of that hate and the fear yeah. of that and that negativity. It's a thing, but trust me, it, if it doesn't kill you, it'll make you stronger. Oh yeah. I totally agree with that. I mean, I, I, like you said, I've done the same thing. I've started something and then stopped it because something changed. And the transitional period was just like where okay, I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to start it over or, or, you know, change it to what it was from what it is now. Um, And I'm kind of just learning that stuff too, you know, being able to transition nicely in life uh, from when things change. So um, yeah, I mean, I I think that's great advice. Just don't that's stop. Definitely keep boss going, advice. No and matter what. Another thing, I guess, when I think about women <laughs> and the boss vlog babes, is that if women who are able to actually understand what's the vibe of a boss vlog babe or whatever you want to, whatever you guys end up calling yourselves, because I think there might be a, people who are talking crap about the name. I don't know. I like the idea of boss vlog babes because I'm like, share your vlogs, <laughs> share your vlogs, make vlogs and share them. That's just don't stop making vlogs and it makes sense. But uh, it, the women, women, when they finally figure their stuff out, like where you're at, I feel like 
they can really be the strongest because they won't change. You probably will never. You're, you're going to go Linda is what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just call me Linda. No, no, I'm but, not no, Christy anymore. No, I'm that, just kidding. <laughs> that comes, that's the matriarchy. That's what I talk about when I'm like, it's a woman's world. Like it really is a woman's world. Like women are the ones who are the foundation of it all. And if like, if there isn't that foundation, then it won't exist. And so I, that's my belief. It's my mom. It's my life. It's my experience. Now, not everyone agrees with me. I don't give a shit. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, that's the way I feel about that. And Linda, your you're, 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 okay. you're reflection of Linda and yourself turning on and how you know, I, I know what the hell's up. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll all, we'll all get there. And, you know, some, sometime somewhere in this world there will be another down to earth christy we're going to be a part of it we're making right they're talking about it (laughs) that's 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 how it gets done by going hey like this is real someone's going to listen someone's going to have an idea this is going to get around we got to share it keep that group going keep sharing in that group uh it'll build a down to earth that group is like for me i'm like i can't build a down to earth but the boss logs babes could yeah sure you could, I mean, well, you can be a part of anything too. I feel like but... this is the way it's done instead of it being like, oh, it's all me. And it doesn't work like that. I'm telling you, I tried to control it. It doesn't work. The man energy, the push energy doesn't make the loving good stuff. It makes, it makes the arrow through the heart. It, it makes the, the bullets. Like I'm, I'm a murderer. You've seen me out well, there. Like I'm not actual murderer, but I mean, I'm a, I spit the fucking, <laughs> I spit the meanest venom. Like I'm, I'm like built to go up against the, the beautiful Jake Harris's and try to beat that motherfucker. He's fast and strong as hell. You know, like I'm, I'm a guy, but I also, <laughs> you know what you do, your, your role in a lot of things. It seems like so far that I've seen is that you get people, you get people thinking and talking and wondering about whether they agree with you or they don't agree with you. You get people riled up, right? You get them thinking and moving and and looking for these things. And then people like us or, you know, the boss vlog babes or, or people, you know, that are a little bit more uh, on a different side of that kind of interaction are the ones able to go to those people and be like, hey, let's talk. Let me let's talk about this. Let me help you out. (laughs) You know, let's let's figure out how to change how you're thinking and improve it. Or, you know, all those people that are getting, you know, the hate stuff on your page and they're getting so riled up after over the littlest things, really. Um, So but that's a huge part of it. Right. There's a lot of people that need to get people riled up. They need to get them thinking and talking and moving so that they can change, you know, I'm in and I'm blogging (laughs) about it. I'm blogging about it. I'm living about it. I'm podcasting about it. It's what I want to do for forever. And I also want to, I want to down to earth it. Holy, holy, I, you know what that you gave me a light bulb by the way. So that's, what's going on right now because (laughs) I even got, I became a, they let me teach there. That's like, you know, look back on mine, right? Like they let me actually like be the gym teacher. It's kind of who you're talking about. My job was to like get the kids moving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah. It was a perfect job for you. So, <laughs> it's what you do. And, and, you know, <laughs> in memory of down to earth and, and like in memory of Linda and all the amazing things in my own childhood, I'm going to try to bring more of that into existence because I already know. There's paradise. That's because having a school, that's paradise. That's paradise. That's what we don't, that's a weird way to look at it. But I mean, it's also a weird thing to want to build a school all of a sudden. But I mean, I mean, if they knew down to earth, if they knew down to earth, (laughs) it's missing in the planet. Yeah. Because down to earth taught us the most awesome things. Oh, yeah. And it could always, you know, be a school of thought well you're in the boss vlog babes (laughs) you know and you can share this podcast because it's been over an hour they're an hour so far we're doing i know you that you're out are you in your car like going somewhere oh yeah my son's at his driver's ed um driving practice so i just sit in the car for two hours and wait for him so 
Yeah, but it, he's going to get out here in well, a few minutes perfect. anyway. I think so everything we talked about should gotta, inspire, hopefully, yeah. inspire everyone to keep making things, including yourself. You're, you know, you, you're yeah, so absolutely. out there. You got to a thousand people out on TikTok so quickly. You did it. You did it. You did it. You, like, so I know, like, there's no, maybe I can come and like, more or less, I feel like, hey, we're in the park together. Let's play. Is that what I feel like? Because I'm like, ah. And so, yeah. yeah, let's keep, let's keep this going. You should come back. Let's find another down to earther to bring on the podcast. Sure. Uh, let's make vlogs about it and let's build a down to earth in the world. And I'm not sure what your dream is. Do I get to find that out somehow? Uh, l- things are coming soon. Okay. I'm working on a lot of stuff right now. They, I will be publishing episodes on my podcast soon. I have a trailer on there already. It's kind of, it's very brief one minute. Um, but I have a lot of things going. I have a lot of stuff that I'm working on and, um, a lot of, a lot of just a lot of work right now, but, um, it's coming together and it's going to be out there. I also have a website, but it's, it's a blogger website that I've had since, you know, for years, but I'm kind of transitioning it into, uh, 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 an addition to the podcast kind of with a little bit more I love um, it. visual so I'm gonna, I have my aid, mine's a blog so. too and I have a website too and I, I think we're on we're, in, we're we're kind of on the same frequency well, like I need to know more about this so when you're ready yeah. which I think should be sooner than later because you just did a 70 minute podcast with the boss vlogs and uh, and that means that you can definitely lay down <laughs> your own and you can see how easy it was for us it's all easy so don't stop oh, for sure I want to hear from you again I'm not worried about it. It's just all about getting my Listen, getting my uh, stuff organized. So. <laughs> all right. Oh. Okay. Good. You will. I okay. promise. And I'll be I sharing it I soon. I love having you here. I love going back to downtown. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then we'll talk again. You know, a little bit in the future when 100%. things yeah, are changing too. You know. Okay. Well, mad love, and I hope for I sure. Can't wait to. All right. To tune in again. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks thank for having thank you me for on all your podcast. Your energy, because you were a huge motivator for me. And because and you showed up just like you said. You said hi. I'm like, <gasps> and then you're from the past, and there's gonna be more of this. Woo. Yeah. We're only That's going like, up from here. The, we're, we're only <laughs> moving forward. More of the horizon. Okay. Exactly. So all long. right. Well, I gotta figure out how to end these. Have suckers. a good night. I'm watch some other podcasts and I'll talk to you. But for now, yeah. <laughs>